Black Ops 3. Zombies. Wow, brag about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, it's no almost like that was anything. more than a two-person game that somebody could have been invited to. Uh, almost. It's like, almost like we tried yeah, to was, and I'm a busy somebody person. kept I'm so working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Welcome to the Crown Heathens Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa. Yeah. What's today's topic? Today's topic is all about the most irritating or annoying or just least favorite in general side mission, or mission in general, I guess, as well. That you've ever had to do in a video game. All right, so you're pretty much just trying to piss us off. Yeah, that's that's the goal here today. <laughs> just, As with most other days. That's fair. I mean, it's it's understandable how it's you would so, want it's that. It's just to so easy sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to get that that energy going. Um. So, seeing as how you brought this question up, I'm assuming you have a very specific Dragon Age moment you like to talk about. I do actually, <laughs> which is which is great, and I think anyone who plays a lot of Dragon Age knows uh, instantly one of the two quests or missions that I'm going to bring up, and the best part is I'm going to bring up both of them. So they're both in the first game. Uh, this is not to say every mission in the following games are perfect, but both of these just happened to be really long, drawn out missions or quests that just felt. Like, they kind of didn't fully, like, they didn't fully fit the game right. Like, they were trying to do something that they just didn't succeed with. Um, so one is uh, Orzammar, uh, which is a large quest within the Dragon Age Origins game. And the other is uh, specifically, uh, a, it takes place in another quest. It's called the Broken Circle. Um and uh, it's actually the part of the quest that happens in the Fade. And there's actually something, as I'm talking about this, uh, there's something very similar about these two quests. Both of them are part of a larger thing. So for the Orzammar quest, you actually go to Orzammar with the intent to basically gain the favor of the dwarves um, so that they will help you uh, defeat the Blight, which is coming. And that's that's the entire purpose of this game, is you're a uh, Grey Warden. Grey Wardens fight the Blight. And the blight is coming, so you have to prepare. And you have a treaty with all these people, and you basically go to meet them and, and say, hey, you, you made a treaty with us that you would help us during the next blight, and surprise, it's coming, come help us. And basically, once you arrive in Orzmar, you realize that everything's just kind of really shitty there, and, <laughs> you know, they're actually in the middle of fighting for uh, who's going to become the next king, that part of the quest I, I never really loved, but it wasn't something I hated doing. But no matter who you basically back to get the throne, there's two options. Uh, you end up having to go through the deep roads. And the deep roads are old dwarven tunnels that have basically collapsed. And uh, you have to go through them in a very long-winded way. 
And you have to remember, this is a, this is quite an old game, so the game loaded really slow, and there was a lot of loading screens. Mm. I think this is this is something similar between the two missions that I didn't like. Lots, lots of loading screens, lots of trying to figure out where you had to go, and lots of like easy ways to get lost and not really know what to do because you get stuck at like a door or something. And I absolutely fucking hate the Deep Roads mission. It is so dumb. I hate every second that I have to spend down there. Uh, you end up having to fight basically two mini bosses at some point. One is called um, the the Brood Mother or the Mother, and uh, they just suck. Like they're they're just not fun. Like zero out of ten, really. Like I could take these games out, these missions out of the game, and it would just be so much better. The Brood Mother that was like that spider thing, right? Uh, no, so the Broodmother was not a giant spider. I think you're thinking of a quest that I don't really want to talk about because Matt hasn't seen it yet. Mm. Um, but you're it, talking they about are the other mother from Coraline. He's a giant <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that one. So, uh, yeah, you run into the Broodmother. It's basically like this giant tentacled. Uh, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's got all these tentacles coming off. Uh, there's There was this kind of joke going around online when the game kind of came out. Uh, apparently, I've seen it way after the fact. But uh, you actually, like, there's nudity in the game in part because of it. Because you see, like, the nipples <laughs> of this, like, <laughs> giant creature. Okay. Um, It's just, it, it's technically like a ghoul. Uh, but they basically bring in a whole bunch of dark spawn and it's... It's very uh it's very annoying to beat and it was also just like very it, it I never found the quest that interesting and so doing all these little things to try to find your way through it felt really awful. It's like a waste of time. Yeah, and so that was my issue with Orzmar. The fade quest that I'm talking about kind of has the same thing going on. So you end up at uh the Circle of Magi um, which is where all the mages are kept, basically, in in Ferelden. Um, And there's different circles in different areas, but basically there's one circle you go to, and you, you same thing, you're enlisting the help of the mages for, for the Blight. And that's what you go there for, and you show up, and they're like, we're in lockdown. And you're like, why? What do you mean? Like, why did you lock down the circle? And they're like, well, we want to kill everyone inside, because the mages have been possessed. Oh, that's fun. And you... F- yeah, you find out that basically there's some possessions taking place. Um, basically, all these there's kind of like a a little war happening between the mages because some of them basically became possessed. It's it's this whole other thing. You get basically you're going through the circle, and that part's fine. Honestly, I don't hate that part. I remember actually really liking it because you're kind of learning about how. Um, you know, Thetis actually treats its mages. It's not very nice. You're kind of learning about all that kind of stuff. You're having a lot of great cutscenes, very narrative driven. And then you get about three quarters of the way up the circle and you run into a demon. And this demon basically puts you to sleep um, and throws you in the fade. And so the fade is uh, a magical kind of realm, just to explain really quickly. Um, and it's kind of like a dreamlike place, like weird shit happens in the Fade. And so you end up in the Fade and it's all about like what's 
not real versus real and stuff like that, which sounds cool, right? Like that part sounds cool. Yeah. But they never play that up at all. Like at the beginning, you're you're basically like reliving something that happened in the game. And then your character's like, no, this feels wrong. And you call out the demons on like pretending that this thing is happening. And then you fight the demons and then that's it. And then the rest of it is you going through various locations in the fade. Again, multiple loading screens as you travel between locations. And you basically have to track down all these powers to get through certain areas. So you kept having to go back on yourself. So you'd like go to one area and get as far as you could. And then you'd have to leave and go to a different area, find a new power, come back to the original area. And then you'd be able to like walk through fire, for example. And or you'd be able to like shrink down into a rat form and crawl through holes and stuff like that. In theory, it all sounds really cool. It was really slow. It was really hard to navigate. It was really easy to get lost because it was all these new areas. I never really felt like I knew what was going on. And then you have to, it's so long. Like, I think it took me like three to five hours to do it like straight just the first time I was going through it. And it felt like it should have been a smaller mission. Like, you know, like you get, you should have been able to break out of the fade a little bit easier Mm -hmm. because you had already spent so much time going through the circle too, that it was just like an extra thing that got thrown in your way. And I never really saw the value of it. And it's, it's, it was just so annoying to actually do. So I have, Mm -hmm. I have one question really quickly. You said there's a lot of loading screens. Were these loading screens just like, the Dragon Age logo, or like, was there helpful tips on it? Like, what are these loading screens that kept popping up look like? <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Very important. Um, you know what? I'm completely blanking on what the Dragon Age loading screens were. Uh, I think it was just a loading like icon, to be okay. honest. Because okay. um, and this like what it was game, right? is it was like yes. Okay. Um, and so what it was is like you could travel through areas on a map um in both in both points but like the fade one was especially a piss off because you had to unlock certain areas by doing something in in the area you could get to and so you would like unlock one area and then it would zoom out to your map and it was like this like almost star icon so it just kept unlocking every area that was connected Mm -hmm. to it and then you would like find your companions. And of course, I play games because I like the characters and stuff like that. And your companions were also locked in the fade. And so you would find your companions and they would be living through like some sort of scenario that was like being created by the demons to try and convince them that it was real so that they would get stuck there. And you would go and you'd basically be able to free your companions, but they would disappear as soon as you freed them. And that Mm. also really pissed me off because you didn't have your companions. And that was a large part of why I liked the game is I really liked the companions. I liked the characters. I liked being able to fight as a group and stuff like that. And you had to fight alone for the first time. It was just so different from the rest of the game that it was like such a piss off. Which is like, it's completely understandable. Yeah. The thing with the loading screens that like I, why I brought it up because like I, it reminded me of like three games immediately. Um, the first one being Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for the PlayStation 1. Just because, like, every single door you opened was a loading screen. But to an extent where, like, there's a specific part in the dungeons that I'm remembering where it was, like, a door that you'd open. It would be a hallway with nothing in it except for, like, a save point and then another door. And there was a loading mm-hmm. screen for both doors. And it was just like, yeah. 
I understand they were trying to make like a safe place that like you couldn't get attacked, but like there wasn't really that much enemies anyways. Like it wasn't Yeah, it was Harry Potter. Like, it was it, it was a weird yeah. and it was just like the loading screens were always just like a picture of Hogwarts and it's like I really don't want to look at this anymore. And it's like it's PlayStation One, like yeah. I'll the past. Um but then like the other thing I was remembering is like Skyrim. Like the loading screens were so long and it would just show you like a a 3D image of like one of the items. So like sometimes yeah. it would just yeah. show you a horse and it's like I don't want to stare at this horse for another 10 minutes. Like, please load fat. 10 minutes is an exaggeration. But like, yeah, and so it's just so I exaggerated. Did I did just look it up as well. And so the Origins loading screen was just a logo. Like, it was like, just an icon. Just staring at the logo. Um, as you know, Matt, with Inquisition, which is the newest Dragon Age yes. so far, is that you could actually like cycle through the tarot cards. Which are cool. And then they would give you a description of like whatever you were looking at, right? And like the tarot cards themselves, beautiful. And then you also got the information from, like, so you could sit there and read, basically, which, like, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Like, the loading screen doesn't seem like a hassle. Same thing with, like, Final Fantasy 15. Like, I don't know how many loading screens you've seen there, but, like, they show you really big, like, glances of the world. And, like, the world is really beautiful. And, like, they'll give you, like, a very long description of either, like, some tips that'll genuinely help you or, like, they'll give you backstory. And the Final Fantasy games are huge. So, like, those loading screens, yeah, they come often and it's, like wow, this is kind of annoying, but, like, if you're not staring at... Like, if I had to play Final Fantasy fifteen and stare at just, like, the Final Fantasy logo for every yeah. load screen, I would just be like, this is so annoying. Yeah, and, like, the other part of that is also... Um, just speaking of loading screens, actually, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. The one that makes me laugh the most is, like, Call of Duty right now, Cold War, is, like, when you're loading into a multiplayer map, like, they give you those tips, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the funny, like, some of the tips are, like, whatever, it's fine. But some of the tips are, like, so obvious and, like, so funny to me because they're, like, you can change your settings by hitting the start button. And yeah. you're, like, thank <laughs> <Wow>. you. <laughs> you can reload by hitting X. Oh, I, I knew that. Cool. That's, like, like, the first thing I learned. Hey, maybe you've, if you've never played Call of Duty before. Like, I guess. But my, my thing is, is if you've never played Call of Duty, like, that isn't going to help. Like, that's yeah, no, what I mean, you like, need I, I would assume to you load would, into, like, yeah. yeah. I assume you would click start to change your settings anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I, Marissa, now that you've gone off on uh, Dragon Age, would you like me to talk about Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy or The Legend of Zelda? Well, I can actually, uh, if we're still yeah. on topic of Dragon Age. I, oh, I yeah, have, yeah, Psycho, go, go for it. I have a, an annoying quest from Dragon Age. It's, uh, it's or, uh, not Origin, sorry, it's, it's Inquisition. Um, okay. It is, uh, and I actually had to look up the name of it, but I know Marissa probably knew it off the top of her head. <laughs> uh, it's In Your Heart Shall Burn. Um, <gasps> no, don't tell me you hated that quest. I just thought the trebuchet part of it was oh fair no fair yeah That's fair. it was very annoying the problem with the, the opinions is, changed so quickly yeah. <laughs> the, the are uh, value part of society <laughs> i mean in this particular I'm now mission, i'm i'm now not convinced that matt knows what a trebuchet is trebuchets they're very powerful yeah 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 cool yeah, what they do they throw do things. matt they throw Lunch. things i mean yeah they're like, what a trebuchet is. they're like a thousand Dude, times don't better you have like than a, a history degree. I, well, <laughs> I might. <laughs> um. Anyways, so the the biggest piss off about that mission was like it it's long, which I feel like is what you were kind of talking about with the the origin yeah. missions. And so the problem, but the hardest part of the mission comes at the end of it. But by then, like you're either already dead and have no health potions left, 
or you have like yeah. maybe two left and especially if you're playing on one of the harder difficulties like because you're gonna have to use those pretty sparingly and then you get there and then it's like that part of the fight's also really long and then you have to like turn the stupid wheel but then as you're turning the wheel people attack you and then you have to just keep doing this and i know like marissa had like i had a hard time doing this on was it is it nightmare the hardest difficulty nightmare yeah uh when i was trying to get the platinum trophy on the playstation uh but uh marissa found something out when we were doing the what would matt do uh, series. Yeah, so this was funny to me because I was like, for the What Would Matt Do series, I was like, the last thing anyone wants to watch is me trying to figure out how to do a mission. So I would always have like, like if I wasn't super duper confident with the mission or like making sure I got through it quickly, I would always like look it up beforehand and be like, okay, well, like, what's the fastest way through here? Cause I've, I've played these several times, but like I always do the extra stuff and we don't need that. To, we just need to go right through it. To be fair. And so if I lo- it was me playing, I would also just immediately be like, look it up. How do I get the yeah. time quickest way possible? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember Speed looking run. it up for in your heart shall burn in particular, because yes, the trebuchet portion of that mission is also very, it can go on a long time. And I was like, we need to get this down into 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and we ended up splitting into two parts, which is totally fine. But I was like, I have to be as fast and efficient as possible. And so I Googled, you know, like, what is the fastest way to do In Your Heart Shall Burn Dragon Age Inquisition? And Google was like, hey, you don't have to kill anyone. <laughs> and I was like, are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? Because about halfway through that mission, they drop down a large enemy. And it depends on previous choices in the game who that enemy is but the enemy is always very very challenging and they have like very widespread area attacks and so it's really annoying to try to fight them and I was like I don't really want Matt to have to sit through a long ass fight scene because like we're trying to get through the narration of the story during this part and then it was like just keep turning the trebuchet just never stop turning the trebuchet and you will get this done so fast and you guys can go watch it actually i highly recommend you do that i that's the fastest i've ever done that mission it was just so incredibly quick yeah it would have been it would have been nice to know what i was doing by nightmare playthrough and i'm sure you would have liked to know that when you were doing your probably multiple nightmare playthroughs yeah i did a few (laughs) yeah um but yeah like that i remember i i'm pretty sure i had to call you and be like, I can't do this. Yeah, dude. you called like, how me. How do I? On, you were like, I'm playing this one mission. I was like, which one? You're like, I fucking hate it. And I was like, which one? And then you were like, this is what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, that's in your heart, Shelburne. And, and like, this is hard. Like, who did you side with? Like, who are you fighting? Yeah, and, yeah. You you actually you you gave me a strategy to actually beat the like boss person, and then you can easily do the trebuchet later. But yeah, in the in the what would Matt do series you you found a little workaround which was my favorite annoying it was appreciated. That you found it afterwards but nice that you yeah. found it right so <laughs> my favorite part about that though is that like you google like what's the fastest way to beat this boss You're like just don't yeah just don't just don't actually fight the boss <laughs> it's always the easiest way just turn around and ignore them ignore them it i works. love it when it's you can just ignore the boss it, yeah exactly i i wish Anyways, that was Matt, i cut you off I wish that was oh. an option for Kingdom Hearts. 
Um, there are a couple of secret bosses like Sephiroth and like everybody knows you don't just don't do Sephiroth. Uh, it's not worth it. Um, but it. the Riku fight in Hollow Bastion is literally like a three part fight almost. Like it's not technically he doesn't technically like morph or change or anything, but he has three phases of of attacks. Uh, and when you die, you have to uh, rewatch the cutscene every fucking time. And it's Kingdom Hearts game, oh, so the, the, the cutscene yeah. is like a solid. <laughs> four minutes but it's like yeah yeah it's the hardest boss like it's debatably the hardest boss because the final boss you should be at a really high level but it's very yeah. hard to like level unless you're grinding it's very hard to be at the appropriate level for the riku fight um so yeah it's like i wish i could just be like you know i'm just gonna go keep walking that way <laughs> see what happens <laughs> should ignore you matt what was that game that you said there was a boss that takes like three days to beat or something? oh final fantasy 15 there's um there's a boss in Final Fantasy 15 that like it takes like not three days of like, oh, in game time. It's like it takes 72 hours of playtime to physically beat um, this boss. They have added like DLC weapons. So like they lowered that time down. But literally, like if you look at my platinum trophies on the PlayStation, I have every single trophy for Final Fantasy 15 except to beat the uh, the boss. And and literally, I've sat there for I think a solid like twelve hours once, and I I just sat there attacking. And the health bar did not move, and I was like, I can't, yeah, I can't do this anymore. That's insane. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting mission. I see again. I wouldn't account like that's like so far like that's super end game. Like after you beat the game, if you're walking by a specific mountain, the mountain starts to move, and then your party's like, oh, that's not a mountain, and then you have to fight it. Um, but it's like yeah yeah it's like actually a turtle. okay it's a giant turtle it's a turtle oh okay 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 <laughs> um yeah so so that's one like now that we moved on to final fantasy i'm just gonna knock off like every single game <laughs> okay. that i love like so much it's just here's what i fucking hate about them um so that that boss is like skippable the final fantasy games and even the kingdom hearts games they have a lot of skippable bosses um which i'm not gonna count like even though they're probably horrible and i hate them um, I'm not even going to count them for this because like you can skip them. But uh, for Final Fantasy IX, there was four discs on the PlayStation 1. Um, and the first three discs are like nice and like you're learning all the story. And then um, the fourth disc you enter like right at the end, the last um, like the last world you go to is called Memoria. Uh, and basically inside that you have to fight every single boss that you've already fought. And like mm. it's just like like recapping the whole story and it's like the entire disc basically like almost the entire disc is just you trying to beat every single boss you already beat but you have to beat them like back to back and it's like the like worst i'm assuming there's no save points in like you can like you can heal between you can't um, but the save points are very 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 far apart and it's just like just give me a freaking break i remember i yeah that's final fantasy 9 was the first one i ever played out of all the Final Fantasy games, and I beat it like in my twenties because I just, as a kid, I would get to the fourth <laughs> disc and be like, "Great, this is over." The game <laughs> has roughly, ended. Roughly fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen it. years, and I was like, <laughs> finally, I I sat down, I just grinded forever, and I beat it all, and I was like, "Wow, that was terrible." It was, that was cool. <laughs> glad we did that. I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. Um, and then just to just to knock the last one off, we can talk about Zelda. Everybody hates the uh the water dungeon for ocarina of time like it's like oh the water level's the worst and like 
it was challenging but like it's part of the game the thing that really yeah. pissed me off is that there's a side quest in breath of the wild um side quest is debatable though because uh if you haven't played breath of the wild you have to go to shrines and the shrines each have like a little mini um mini quests some of them are like a strength of t- of power and some of them are like a strength of wisdom and like the wisdom ones are like you have to beat the puzzle and the power ones are just like here's a little mini boss like if you beat it but the whole point of these shrines is that you need to get um the sh- you need to go to the shrines to like level up so you you can't find heart like you can find like um uh fruit and stuff or you can make food to increase your hearts but they're temporary so to get permanent hearts like increase your health and get stronger you physically have to go to shrines and beat these tests of power so if you want to get every single heart in the game and all of your stamina up you have to do all the shrines and there's a shrine in the lost forest where you have to follow a tiny little kurok leaf which is basically like a tiny little green leaf and he's like i'm gonna walk through the haunted forest by myself nobody should follow me and you basically just have to follow him and make sure he gets to the end but if he like at any point in time turns around and see you he's like hey i said i was gonna do it by myself i'm starting over or like if he gets too far away and you lose him then you have to start over and it's like this little leaf walking through grass in a very cloudy forest and it's just like the absolute like worst the stealth in the game is garbage so like you're crouching and then all of a sudden he's like hey i see you and it's just like let me just let's just stop it's like basically an escort just mission not do this yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just like Sounds stop with the escort which missions. is a, <laughs> it's a whole other level but like escort missions like escort missions <laughs> and general. following missions the where work. you have to like follow behind somebody but if you get too far away it ends and like if you get too close it ends it's like just just i don't want to do this there's actually one in dragon age inquisition i'll mention really quickly uh it's where the druffalo roam i'm pretty sure is what it's called and you just have to escort a druffalo which is basically a buffalo back to its like farm and it like follows you fine but like also if you get too far away it'll stop following you but it walks really slow and it's like i never i never do it yeah it's just annoying didn't the witcher have like a goat one too yeah because you had to find a you had to bring back the goat and And i hated that one too but that was part of a larger mission that i actually didn't like uh sacco i know you haven't gone yet but i'll just mention this one really quickly because i actually remember talking to you about this because you were like play the witcher play the witcher and then i was like i'm playing the witcher and i fucking hate my life because (laughs) i am stuck at a quest this was in part my fault why i didn't like this quest so much but it was uh the uh family matters quest uh, so in The Witcher, you meet somebody. He's called the Bloody Baron. Uh, oh, basically, yeah, yeah. you he asks you to help find his uh, missing wife and daughter. And part of the way that you basically go about trying to find um, his wife is that you um, start searching around and you realize that like there was this big fight that he had with his wife and uh, she ended up miscarrying a child and so you they just buried the child like in a random field Mm -hmm. and in the witcher world that creates uh, i believe it's called a botchling yeah and so whole thing i'm not going to get into why you had to do this but you had to basically have him carry the child. One of the options, I should say, because there was another way to do the quest, but it wasn't very nice. Uh, you basically have to carry the child back to the um, the Baron's like castle, 
And all the while you're getting attacked by uh, wraiths, I believe. Yeah. And the problem was, is while, while I didn't really like the details of the quest in general, because it was, it was very much an escort e-mission, he couldn't take damage, so it was just like you defending yourself. But I tried it at too low of a level. But you know how stubborn I am yeah. about video games being hard. Yeah. <laughs> and how it's just me needing to be better. I never need to grind. I just need to be better at the game. It's not the right so, way to think about it, but but continue. No, not not always. <laughs> so in this particular case, I was just trying it way too early yeah, on. Yeah, wasn't even close to being the right level to do this mission. Although I did get very far. You did. You in got farther than I, I, I would have I, gotten. I, I I almost completed it, like several levels lower than I should have been trying the mission on and also on the hardest difficulty. So I was pretty impressed with that. But I eventually had to give up on the mission and go grind a bit and I was just annoyed. Like I was just pissed off. I was so mad at this stupid game and Saka was like, just lower the difficulty. And I was like, don't you ever say that to me again. <laughs> don't you ever say, don't you ever say those words to me again. <laughs> Does The Witcher tell you what level you should be before starting a level? Yes. Yeah, it has oh. a recommendation. Like a recommended, Were you the level? recommended level, and if, if no, I I was I was about two levels under it. I'm pretty sure what two is, to three. What are you doing? And I was like, I was like, well, because no. it wasn't red anymore. Like it gets red yeah, when you're like way like, too low of a level. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, I don't know, you might be able to do this. And I was like, well, oh, if no. it's a might, then there's a way. No, so then I can do it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not on the hardest. It's, it's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, is it was it was a little bit time. So if you took too too long, the like botchling, which was just the baby, basically, like turned into a giant monster that attacked. Oh no! And that so like you could complete the quest that way too by just killing the giant monster. But then you killed his child, yeah. and he didn't get an enclosure, and it was all sad. And most you things in the Witcher are sad. So I was trying to be like a little bit nicer. Yeah. Anyway, Sacco, your turn. All right. Um, I so there was a mission in uh Age of Mythology on the Fall of the Trident campaign because it had multiple campaigns in it. Um, mm -hmm. it was called Tug of War. It was kind of escorty in that you start off in the middle of this very long canyon in the middle of the desert, and you are ambushed by, um. I don't know how much you know about like ancient Egyptian mythology, but like um, uh, warriors of Set, so they were just like undead animals, basically. Um, and they attack you in the middle of this desert, and then they claim. So the whole reason you're in the desert is you're you're trying to reunite all the pieces of Osiris's body to to revive him because you need him to kill something, some godlike thing. Nice. Anyways, typical Egyptian mythology stuff. So you ha you're you're escorting this piece through the canyon. You get ambushed. They now take control of the piece, and so now you have to go back to your little settlement, create a little army, and then go back and take the piece back. And then you do that, and then you walk it a couple steps, and then you get ambushed again, and then they take it back again, and they walk it back another couple steps, and then it's just this back and forth of like, oh, it's mine. Oh no, now it's mine, and now it's mine, and it just it's just. It, on the hardest difficulty, it was literally like it would switch every like couple minutes, but the thing moved so slowly that it would take like twenty minutes to cross the canyon. And so, if it switches every tw every two minutes, you're not going anywhere. You're making zero progress. And this mission lasted like the first time I did it, it lasted like 
hours and i was like i can't fucking do this and so i ended up like quitting the game and i'm like i'm done with this i beat on a lower difficulty and then i went back and beat it on a harder difficulty and again it took me like i think it was like five or six hours these missions usually are not very long like i think the longest one other than that one took me maybe half an hour maybe and then just to go from that to five hours yeah, and this is this ridiculously long mission. I was like, this sucks. This is the worst mission in this game. I could have, if this mission was not in this game, this game would have been infinitely better. <laughs> but no, it was this stupid tug of war mission. And they knew it. They, they called it tug of war. That was what the name of the mission was called. They're like, yeah, this is going to be annoying. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, this is going to suck. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> is that ever their intention, though? Like, they're like, we're no, just going to make sure. it. But there's games yeah. that are just like, we're going to make it impossibly hard. Like Cuphead. Just, I, fuck you. I, just like Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's worst, worst missions, all of Cuphead. Every single Cuphead <laughs> level. Cuphead. Like, you start up the game, you click start. That's when the bad missions that's, starts. That's the start of the worst mission. The bad mission ends when you decide that you love yourself too much to continue playing. <laughs> or you beat the game. All right, well, no. we can't all be good, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, I have a bone to pick with uh, just talking about, like, do they ever make a mission that's just, like, annoying to do on purpose? And I feel like every escort mission ever yeah. has been designed with that intent. Yeah. So the first, like, one of the first escort missions I remember doing was in Fable. And the first one I did was actually, like, kind of an optional one. You run into these traders, and they'll, they're like, oh, well, we'll give you coin if you help us go through this forest because, you know, there's things that'll attack us. And I was like, yeah, cool, no big deal. And turns out was big deal um, <laughs> because the AI is just, I swear they make the AI so stupid in an escort mission too because they'll be like, oh, that thing that's attacking me, what if I ran right up to it and committed suicide basically? And you're like, no, <laughs> cool, that. that really sucks. Um, plus, so in Fable, the original game, you had the option to like tell people to follow you and then you could tell them to stay. And that was like, so broken sometimes because you would try to be telling someone to stay and then they wouldn't listen and that was every escort mission i ever had and so i remember trying to take these traders you know through i think it was like like braywood forest or something i'm probably butchering the name but and then and then they died and i was like well that's unfortunate i'm really sorry about that but there's nothing i can do now and i was like i'm not going to do that again and then about I don't know, about halfway through the game, they're like, hey, here's these traitors that you need to escort all the way to Oakvale. Does that sound like fun? And I was, no. So the, <laughs> no, please. no, please God, no. You escort these traitors, and it's, Sacco, you've played Fable, so you'll know what I, why this is really annoying. Yep. There's a, there's Balverines. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Matt, and translation in Balverine is like a wolf. It's like a werewolf. Like a werewolf. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it straight up sucked. Uh, It straight up sucks every time. There's one guy you can actually meet in like during the mission and he'll be like, hey, like, let me come with you. Like my like escort basically got attacked. And you're like, you can literally be like, I don't really know. Like you're you look kind of fucked up like because he doesn't (laughs) look good. But I was you trying to be a nice that. person. Some people like, I don't know. You, you, you I look kind of fucked up. Yeah. You look kind of fucked up. I don't know if I'm going to let you come with us. So 
basically, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a nice person. I'm going to take him there. Yeah, he turns into nice. a Balverine about halfway through, which is a good like, story super, to tell. super cool. Super cool. Um, Yeah, so he'll like immediately start attacking the traitors you're supposed to escort, and it's really stupid. And then, yeah, I fucking hate the hell out of every escort mission ever. The, the thing that pisses me off with like escort missions, and like when I mean es- escort missions, I'm also including like in like open world RPGs, or like it doesn't even have to be open world, but just like a lot of RPGs would be like, oh, like let me let me take you to this place that we have to go, and like I can see the place we have to go, but the person that's taking me there is walking at the pace of a snail, and it's like just just yeah. let's just go like it's just and if I get there first, I still have to wait for them. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like just just walk they- a little bit faster. Just they never match your speed, and you can never match their speed. <laughs> it was like running, and then you wait. To run, and you and stop, run some and more, run, and, and then wait. Yeah, there's so I, many. I I can't remember. I can't think of a game offhand, but I know there are a couple of games where they'll like let you run ahead, and it won't matter. Like the cutscene will start when you like get to the place, and I appreciate. I just I just want to throw it out there to the world I that I think... appreciate that so much. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've played a single game where they let me do that. It's like every like I just I run and then I I'm sitting there waiting, but it's like I can't listen to the dialogue unless I'm standing beside the NPC. But it's like I don't really uh, care about yes. the dialogue anyways. It's like let me just just come on, let's go. Like Assassin's Creed games, like I haven't played a lot of the new ones, but like the old ones were the worst with that, where it's like run, stop, run, stop, run, stop, and it's like just let yeah. me just let me go a little bit faster. Just match my speed. Uh, <laughs> just keep up with me. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, slow walking NPCs or PCs are also just like a the whole worst. category of frustration on their own. Yeah. Um, I have one more. If no one else does. Uh, I I, I have one more, Matt. I have okay. one more like style with like yeah I I got one more. Mercy, you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I've mentioned this one before, so I'll just mention it quickly again. Uh, the Last of Us mission, uh, in which you are trying to fight David. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah. that is um in the cabin resort uh mission, and it's right at the end as you're running around the restaurant and having to sneak up on him it's like everything i hate in the world in the sense that it is a stealth mission um it is all about sneaking and you've got somebody trying to sneak up on you and you can't they in like it's the first time you meet somebody who you can't like listen to and know their location about halfway through the fight it's it's horrible i fucking hated it yeah it's not great it's super disorienting because like everything's on fire and like it's really hard to yeah. see. And then also it was just like, at least for me, it was just extremely difficult. And it, I kept dying and getting removed from, like, it was just like that whole, that whole level for me was uh, not great. We talk about it in the last of us podcast, which we will be releasing. Um, so I don't think we have to dive too much farther into that, but I agree yeah. with you, Marissa, that level absolutely fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Matt, you want to go, go first? Ahead. Want me to go first? You go for it. Okay. So, um, as, as some people might know, me, me and Marissa beat all the Easter eggs, uh, in Black Ops 3. Zombies. Wow, brag about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> no big, it's almost no like that was anything. more than a two-person game that somebody could have been invited to. Uh, almost. It's like, almost like we tried yeah, to, was, and I'm a busy somebody person. kept I'm so working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so there was one map called Grod Krovi, and it, the Easter egg in that map. I, it wasn't the longest, 
but it was the most frustrating because there was one step where a talking robot called Sophia uh, asked you to do these, I think it was six steps. Like one, yeah. one step of the Easter egg had six little parts Mini to it. Mini steps. Yeah, and one of them, one of them was an escort mission. So fucking right. Actually, I think two of them were escort missions. Two of them are technically escort yeah, missions. Two are escort missions. And then one of them was the bomb step. And this fucking bomb step was so annoying because they, were, they had put these little buttons all over the map. And then when the step started on this like green computer screen in front of you, in a matter of about five seconds, eight locations flashed and you had to memorize the order. And then you had to run and hit the buttons in the correct order in like, what, 40 seconds, 45 seconds. And then if you didn't do it in 45 seconds, everybody who wasn't standing in the starting area of the map died. Yeah. And then so if no one was in the starting area, that was game over. And that was not one of the early steps. Like it'll like that's like, that like you can't. It's that's like, like pretty oh. sure that was that was the second last yeah. step. Like once you did that, you went yeah you did in the, to fight the the, the robot and the which, dragon. <laughs> sorry, the dragon. Yeah, and then the robot. Yeah, so which was also a piss off. So that was really annoying because like it, again, it would take you like what two hours, three hours to get to that point. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah and then you easy. got to that point and you missed a button. Or, or also, if you hit the button in the wrong order, instant death. Everybody on the map dies. Unless you're standing in the, the, the only safe zone. I would just like to so, remind anybody who hasn't played these games that we are currently talking about a World War II zombie game. Uh, just, just for clarification. World War II zombie game. Please continue talking about the uh, dragons and robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that uh, that's that's my worst mission slash quest. Uh, I would say that's probably the worst step I think I've ever experienced in any Easter egg in zombies. Wow, very passionate about Gorak Krovi. I think it's a beautiful map. I if only map. you had one person. If only you had one extra person to help you uh, complete it. I we did actually <laughs> play it with Matt. I just want all the listeners really, to know yeah, that because I know I know talking to Matt about it will not lead to anyone knowing about it. But I like everyone to know that we did actually play this with Matt. I'm really bad. Um, I'm really bad at the game. And and he was very eager to help, and also got the most frustrated out of mm-hmm. all of us when mm-hmm. it didn't work. Yes. Um, speaking of frustrating, <laughs> really quickly. The, uh, the last thing that I want to talk about is just like when games change like controls or play style like just for one level um, specifically the game that is coming to mind is like the Spider-Man game that came out for uh, the PlayStation 4 uh, lovely game absolutely fantastic you're swinging around New York it feels amazing and then all of a sudden you have to play as like Miles Morales and like he just like like walks around and like it's important for the story but it's like I just kind of want to fight bad guys and swing around new york and like you play as like mary jane and it's like yeah she's like doing some detective work for like peter and she's like yeah like i'm gonna she's not even doing it for peter she's doing it for herself but like she's like hey peter like i found out this information and it's like oh this actually helps a lot now i can defeat the bad guy but it's like i don't want to walk around a museum and like oh look at this clue it's like i'm not here for that i'm here to swing around new york and punch bad guys um, so I think it's just, it's not as annoying as like the escort missions, but like, it's annoying when like, you're like the whole game is one play style and there's just one mission where it's like, 
you want to keep doing that? Let's do something different. Let's do a stealth mission in the middle of this action RPG. It's just like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, like that doesn't fit at I all. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Very important, really important for the story, just to clarify. Like, definitely important for the story, but not not the right place to help. <laughs> all right. So now that we've gotten all irritated and all that good stuff about some missions we didn't like, Matt, I believe you actually have some gaming news. This what? Week. We talk about uh, gaming news? Guys, I start every podcast with we talk about video games, our favorite games, video game news, and this is another one. We got news, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, specifically because it's about one of the games that I talked about today. Final Fantasy IX is actually getting a television show. Um, it's extremely, extremely exciting. Um, all right, so Final Fantasy IX is getting an animated series. Uh, it has been greenlit, so it is being produced by Cyber Group Studios, uh, and it's going to be an animated series directed to primarily children. Um, so, like... Uh, children young adult uh, which should be interesting because this game has like very 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 interesting like um moral dilemmas and like there's very complex things so i'm very excited to see it but the game itself like it stands out as a final fantasy um so they will be releasing a tv show um there's not too much news on it and they don't know how many seasons it's going to be hopefully everybody watches it so that they can keep making more but they will be um they are currently working on it so this is very exciting uh, video game. News. Very exciting. Final Fantasy IX animated series coming to a TV screen near you. Wow. Well, that is certainly fabulous and it is certainly gaming news. So I appreciate that we were able to talk about that for once. Yay. And that being said, that is where we're going to end it today. Thank you so much for listening if you like our podcast make sure you're subscribed and following us on twitch and youtube we're at crown heathens on both of those we are also on pretty much every social media platform tiktok twitter instagram and facebook at crown heathens on all so you can catch us there and then until the next one hope you stay well thanks guys Marissa, tell me a joke. It's not so easy, is it? What do you get when you drop a piano down a mine shaft? I guess it is easy. <laughs> what do you get? A flat minor. Oh. That was fucking good. God damn it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>